Welcome to Naturally Well, a podcast to help you live a healthier and happier life with a Nordic twist. I'm your host, Kate Turner, registered dietitian, personal trainer, Nordic Naturals nutrition specialist, and owner of Live Well with Kate. Today's guest is one of my personal mentors and friends, Carrie Glassman. Carrie is a renowned celebrity nutritionist, healthy cooking expert, and wellness thought leader. Her approach to providing accessible science-backed healthy living advice that extends beyond food and diet to areas like sleep, stress, and exercise steers millions of people towards well-rounded wellness strategies that work for them. She is the founder and CEO of Nutritious Life, a lifestyle and media company devoted to helping individuals discover and live their most nutritious and happy happiest lives, which we love here at our podcast. She's also the founder and lead instructor of the Nutritious Life Studio, her online nutrition coaching and business program that provides unparalleled forward-thinking education to passionate health and wellness students around the globe. And I can attest for it being a Nutritious Life Studio grad myself. Carrie resides in New York City. If she's not watching her kids, Rex and Maisie, play soccer, you'll probably find her trying out a new fitness class, running in Central Park, planning her next travel adventure, chatting it up at the farmer's market, or satisfying her inner foodie at a new restaurant. In this episode, Carrie shares the healthy food trends for 2022 that are worth following and can have a big impact. Some are new trends and some have been around for quite some time and are here to stay. They're foods that can not only help with your focus and energy to power you through your day, but also others that will help you unwind and de-stress. Carrie has been one of my mentors since the beginning of my career as a dietitian. I became part of her Nutritious Life Studio community, and I continue to reap the benefits. Carrie puts her heart and soul into everything she does, but particularly when it comes to health and wellness, and has an incredible way of connecting and educating people. Carrie also shares her secret for what two wellness habits most of us should focus on first, which will lead to positive changes in many other areas. So without further ado, the standout dietitian and wellness expert, Carrie Glassman. Welcome, everyone. We have a very special guest today, Carrie Glassman, who is one of my mentors and just all around amazing dietitian. Carrie, I would love, because I think your career path is so interesting, I would love for you to just start by sharing with our audience how you got to being this highly recognized nutrition (laughs) expert that's on TV, working with celebrity clients and leading aspiring dietitians and nutrition professionals all over the world through Nutritious Life Studio. Oh, wow. Well, it's a long story. No, I'll make it a short story. So, I mean, years ago, way before there was Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook and all of those things, I started a private nutrition practice (laughs) after, no, so I went to, so I'll go back even further for a second. So I got my uh, master's in clinical nutrition from NYU. Um, I was living in New York in the time I was working. I decided I wanted to go back and pursue this career in nutrition. So I I went back. I got my master's. I did my dietetic internship through NYU. I started working at actually this online health and wellness startup. And I always say that those were my couple years of sort of business school because I, it was this small, again, startup. And I, even though I was hired to do write nutrition programs online, I really ended up doing a lot of business work as well. So anyway, while I was doing that, I said, I've really gotten far away from the nutrition thing that I really, this is why I went back to school to do this. So I quit that job and I started my private practice. I dove in, started that practice um, in New York City, um, continued to build that practice, hired 
other dietitians to work with me, continued to build that practice, started working with brands and media outlets like Women's Health Magazine and all many different, many of the different um, TV shows as well. And then started working, uh, I think I just mentioned also, like I said, with brands and doing all kinds of um I mean, all, all kinds of other, you know, partnerships, whether it might be, you know, speaking events and um, all kinds of other things that just kind of complemented what I was doing in my private practice. So I think through all of that, through my private practice, through writing books and working, you know, with other media outlets and working with brands and taking on all these different types of opportunities, that's really how I, I grew. And then I eventually started my Nutritious Life Studio where I have my nutrition course, Become a Nutrition Coach, where you become a nutrition and wellness coach. I started that a few years ago. Um, so I could really reach more people and help more people reach more people. So now I really coach the coaches, um, as I like to say. And yeah, that was the that was the real nutshell version. By the way, I just I don't know if I've ever I don't know if I've ever given that whole that whole story that fast. So <laughs> yeah, Carrie, that was quick because I I've definitely heard your story and that that was a quick one. But I'm I think what's fascinated me so much about where you are now is you just have such a strong network of people in your back pocket, like to connect. If it's your students to connect with, um, you know, some of these top, I just think back to our master class, right. Some of these yeah. top professionals in our field, but then like you said, now you're coaching the coaches and you're able to reach so many people. Yeah, it's so fun. It's like, you know, it's really interesting seeing the people that have gone through my course, seeing what they're doing and how they're just expanding and growing and doing things like podcasts and starting food brands and creating apps and starting big nutrition practices. And it's amazing because I think about it and I'm like, A, I have so much fun doing it. I'm so passionate about sharing all of the nutrition, not only nutrition knowledge I've learned over the years, but also the business, you know, mistakes and successes. I love sharing all of that knowledge. And it's just like, it's really so cool. Just again, like I said, seeing, seeing that all happen because I'm so passionate about it, but also because that was really the ultimate goal to reach as many people as possible and help them raise their nutrition a notch. So by reaching these other, you know, coaches, whether it, whether they're, you know, we've got nurses in our program, we have dentists, we have health coaches, we have dietitians, you know, we have career changers. So being able to work with all of these people who are so passionate about nutrition and then seeing them go out and make an impact in the world, it's just, it's really awesome to see. Yeah. You're definitely hitting that goal, Carrie, of reaching a lot of people <laughs> and more to well, come. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so in a good way. Well, today I want to, I mean, there's so many things we could talk about, but I do want to focus on what healthy food trends you are seeing for 2022 and which ones are actually worth following or are they all worth following? Yeah. So that's a really great question. First of all, which ones are worth following? Because yeah, there's always a lot of things out there that are really not worth diving too deep into. So let's start with some of the trends that are, I think, are not only valuable, but are usually, I guess what I'll say is usually the valuable trends end up not really being trends. They end up being things that just kind of end up just being part of 
the nutrition world <laughs> for the long haul. They just become something that really we all should be doing for the long haul. So um, one thing that I think is on trend right now, although again, it shouldn't really be a trend, um, but it's on trend and it's a personal passion of mine, um, is brain foods. Brain foods is such a hot topic right now. I don't know if you're seeing this too, but, um, and, and I think it's such a hot topic because one, We've all been stressed for so long with COVID and for, I mean, a multitude of other reasons. There's so much stress in the world, but I think the past couple of years have just been incredibly stressful for people. So I think that many people, not only are their stress levels higher, but they've been experiencing there's more anxiety, um, rates of depression are higher. So, um, and we know that all of those things can also affect your cognition, your focus. So everything, when I say brain food, everything from mental health to your cognition, people are interested in getting their brains in shape. And yeah. so I've always personally been interested in it. One, because I like to feel, I like to, oh, I like to feel like I'm, I can conquer the world, right? Like in the sense that what I, what I mean is it's like when I get a good night's sleep and I feel fresh and great and hydrated and well-fed and fueled, I feel like, okay, I feel sharp. I'm going to go like conquer the day. Like I love to feel sharp and ready. And maybe that's just, you know, the entrepreneur in me. Maybe that's just like the type A person in me, or maybe that's just being human. People like to feel on it, right? But yeah. I love that feeling of feeling really sharp. And so as I've gotten older, I've definitely noticed, uh, and Maybe it's the perimenopause thing. I don't know. Maybe it's post-COVID. I don't know. But my brain has definitely been a little bit foggier. So I've had a personal interest in this. Um, also, another reason I've had a personal interest is Alzheimer's runs in my family. So I've always been really interested in um, nutrition and how it prevents neuronal degeneration um, and things like Alzheimer's. So like I said, I've always had this interest in it. And I think I've seen now... Um, it just become a little more of a trend in the sense that people really want this information. I mean, when we post something about this, it is always a hit. When we write about something like this, when I talk about it somewhere, people want to know about brain foods. They want to know how they can feel better and feel mm -hmm. less anxious. And they want to know how they can feel smarter and be smarter and remember things better. Right. So it is a big hot topic. I mean, what are, are you seeing I mean, this? Do you think so? Yeah, I think there's so many different factors, right? Like food and mood. I right. see a lot of people are starting to notice the correlation between it. And then they want to know what are all the foods that can help increase my mood. But also I'm noticing too, Carrie, especially coming out of COVID, everyone just wants to be more efficient. Yeah. I mean, you know how our society is like, we should be taking maybe a step back, but everyone's like, no, I want to be like you said on it. Yeah. So I can get work done faster. So then maybe yep. I have some more family time free up and we also want to be on it without having those three cups of coffee, right? Right. Exactly. We want to just feel good rather than having, I kind of look at coffee as like fake energy because it only lasts for a short amount of time. So it's this false sense of energy. So I'm curious, Carrie, what yeah. brain foods, what would be like well, your top brain foods that people should focus on? Well, and it's funny you just said that about coffee too, is one thing I always like to remind people of is a stimulant. So you're you're mm -hmm. stimulating your nervous system, your central nervous system, but you're not really giving your body energy. You're not getting calories and fuel for energy. So, and that's where people also, I think, sometimes confuse the two. So coffee, you know, that caffeine and that stimulant effect can be helpful, 
but you really want it in conjunction with fuel that will give you real energy, right? So I'm going to start with that one actually because green tea is something that I love because it does give you that caffeine like coffee. By the way, I also do like coffee though, so I don't (laughs) want to knock coffee, but I just want to say, but if you want that if you're looking really for like those, the brain health benefits there, green tea can be really, really effective because again, like I said, it has coffee, it has caffeine, sorry, that works, you know, like it would in coffee. It gives you, you know, it, it, it gives you that stimulant effect. So it sort of awakens the brain, but it also has a high antioxidant content. So the antioxidants we know are anti-inflammatory. So that's beneficial for your overall brain health. Um, but also uh, the amino acid L-theanine found in green tea boosts the neurotransmitter GABA, and that helps improve um, focus at the same time reduce anxiety. So if you're the type of person that has that caffeine in coffee and feels, okay, I'm awake, but I'm also jittery and anxious now, (laughs) right? Exactly. So green tea can be really helpful because you can get that caffeine, hello, I'm awake, but I'm also calm and focused awake. So it can be really beneficial for people. So what I'll do is I have my coffee in the morning, but if I need something, if I need that little extra boost in the afternoon, I need that little that little stimulant in the afternoon, I'll have the green tea, um, sometimes as a, ma- you know, as a matcha latte or sometimes just a green tea, so I can stay focused and get that little you know, boost without having that additional coffee. Yeah, no, I love that. I'm a big matcha person. And honestly, I will say, like, I love coffee too, but I was forced to be a matcha green tea person because I just got the worst jitters. And I do, yeah. for the taste, we have a good decaf coffee, which I love. Yeah. But it also doesn't really do the caffeine trick sometimes when right. I need that. But I definitely yeah. find with green tea, it's that longer release. Yep. of caffeine. So I don't get jittery. I actually usually, like you said, feel calmer in the mm-hmm. morning, but I well, still have that caffeine to get my work done. <laughs> well, right. I mean, and you have a five month old. I mean, you, you need your caffeine in the morning. I mean, and by the way, I, I still do. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I will tell like you, it. Carrie, I was doing, I was doing regular coffee when he first came actually for the first three months. And there was one day I didn't have coffee and I had a terrible headache. I'm like, Oh no, I'm a, I'm a little bit addicted. I need to get off of it. And it was a couple days of headaches, but I luckily got off of it. But oh yeah, in the beginning I was doing full coffee, two to three cups a day, just needed to like get through. Yeah. Yeah. But it is amazing what you said about that with the green, with the green tea, how you do it, it gives you that caffeine stimulant effect, but also in this calm way, that's really, really beneficial for people. And especially again, if you're concerned about that brain function and you want to feel more focused, it really can be very beneficial. So that is one that I love. Um, another one that another food that I love for brain health overall is greens. And now we know we should eat our greens for so many different reasons, but we often don't link them, you know, specifically to brain health. But one thing is that greens have definitely been linked to reduced memory loss, which again, it's not really surprising. Greens are loaded with antioxidants. Antioxidants are anti-inflammatory um, because we know they fight free radicals, which cause inflammation, which can be um, harmful to your brain. So super important to get your greens in. Um, spinach also contains, we know, 
potassium, which can make your brain more responsive. Um, so that's something, so potassium and responsiveness. Um, and then kale, for example, is also loaded with um, brain-boosting antioxidants. We know like beta-carotene and other uh, phytonutrients like flavonoids, which also help reduce memory loss. So greens and, mem- and overall, um, just responsiveness and memory, super important. Um, for. So I always have, I always recommend people get at least two servings of greens in a day. Um, you want to get obviously your vegetables in as I mean, I, I would say you want to get veggies in at every meal if you can, but I say really make sure regardless of what other vegetables you're eating, you're getting in at least two servings of greens a day. What would you say, Carrie? And I'd love that tip too. I will often say with clients, like when we're looking at what their plate should look like, I have a, its own section, like greens are its own section and mm-hmm. veggies are its own section because yeah. one, sometimes like it just makes it more interesting too. Like it makes a meal more interesting when you have just an extra side, right? It's not like, okay, I just, I always have my one side of vegetables. Like I have my broccoli every time and then I have my protein and right. you know, I have my healthy start. It's like, make it a little bit interesting. And maybe that's a salad to start or, yeah. um, it's, you know, I'm, I'm such a sucker for some sauteed, like garlicky kale Yum. It's just, with some salt on there. So good. But I'm curious, what would be your best tips for getting your greens in each day? Like, and if you're, if you're not like the biggest fan of greens. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, think about it like at each meal, like where could I get it in at each meal? And that doesn't mean, I mean, it's great to get it at every meal, but if you don't, if you don't hit every meal every day, you may at least hit two, but if you have options for every meal, there's a greater chance that you're going to hit at least two meals, right? Yeah. So let's start with breakfast. If if maybe you make egg scrambles in the morning, throw some spinach into an egg scramble. Throw some leftover broccoli rob into an egg scramble. If you're making even like avocado toast in the morning, throw some leftover roasted broccoli rob onto that. I have broccoli rob in the in the uh, refrigerator <laughs> right now. That's why I think it's on the mind. Um, put that onto you know your avocado toast, or um, you know chop it up and do that. Or if you're having um, uh, a smoothie. Did I mention a smoothie yet? If you're having a smoothie at breakfast, throw in, (laughs) maybe I need some more spinach. (laughs) (laughs) If you're having a smoothie at breakfast, you can easily throw in obviously spinach. I always throw in spinach into smoothies, um, or throw in kale or, you know, whatever other green you might have in your, and you won't taste it. For anyone not listening, really, you will not taste it. Yeah, you're not going to taste it. I've I've been putting I've been putting spinach in my. I mean, now my kids love spinach and they love sauteed spinach. But when they were little, I mean, if my son knew probably in middle school that his spinach <laughs> that his chocolate peanut butter smoothie had spinach in it, he would have been like, "What are you talking about?" He had no idea. He just thought he was having a chocolate peanut butter smoothie. It always had pro- like two huge handfuls of spinach in it. So smoothies, egg scrambles, throwing something on an avocado toast. So those are just some examples of ways to get it in at breakfast. Um, Okay, so then let's think lunch. If you normally eat a turkey sandwich or a chicken sandwich, throw some arugula on there or throw some romaine on there. If you normally have, maybe you're the type of person who doesn't even have a real lunch and you pick at sort of like, maybe you have some hummus and some crackers and some cheese and, you know, an apple, like if you're sort of like a snacker type of a lunch person. So then take some like left, take even... um, like some leftover roasted broccoli from like the night before from dinner and just use that to even dip in your hummus a little bit or yeah. just, I mean, cause I'm talking specifically green, green veggies here. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what else you could do with, um, 
with lunch, that's original. Obviously, we're not talking about salads. We know that. Bowls, we know that. Um, so I'm just thinking of places. No, that, I mean, that's great, Kara. I like that you put into like, because a lot of people don't eat a traditional lunch and it's more of yeah. like a snacky lunch. And it's like, just add in those extra, another good green veggie I love, um, especially for dipping in hummus are those little sugar snap peas. Love, 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 <laughs> They're love, so love. great. And I'm glad you brought up arugula because I will say like those mornings where honestly throwing spinach on the pan with my eggs is just, it's one of those mornings where it's just too much. Like I, for some reason cannot do it. I love just arugula dry. Don't have to cook it, pop it right on your eggs. You can put it yeah. on anything. Um, yeah. or even making, we love to make like different green sauces here that have a lot yes. of flavor in them. Yes. So we make like a parsley sauce that I love. Mm-hmm. And it's just, we are actually, we're just talking about this on our, one of our other episodes with garlic and olive oil and lemon and an ice cube. And that's it. And it's so delicious to add just a little bit to eggs. I'll smear it on bread for a sandwich or put it like on steak at night. Love that. And Love that. it's just like of this flavor bomb, but I'm like, Ooh, I'm getting in my greens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting yeah, in yeah, some yeah. type of green. I absolutely love that. And that actually brings up another idea too, um, for more of like a snack time, I was thinking you can do some sort of a green goddess dressing, kind of like exactly what you're just saying, like a dip type thing, or taking sometimes, um, I'll take Greek yogurt and mix in some spinach or kale or whatever's around with some, I mean, it doesn't have to be a whole like real dip. It doesn't, there's, you don't have to have a recipe, but kind of what you just said, it's like garlic, salt, pepper, um, yogurt, maybe a little Dijon mustard, and then whatever greens you have. And you make kind of like a green dip for other vegetables to dip into, but you're getting in again, some greens there. So I like that. I love, I love, I love that. Um, I like that by the way, the sauce that you were just talking about for steak. I love that. Oh, you know what? I'll send you some. I have two Carrie. It's a, well, one's just a green sauce. So you can add any green that you have on hand and then the simple parsley sauce is amazing. And you know what? I'll link to it in our show notes as well for everyone listening. Okay. So we have the other one I was going to say though, sorry, this is another really quick, easy one though, for lunch. I knew there was a lunch thing that I was thinking (laughs) of. If you're a soup person for lunch, tomato soup, vegetable soup, whatever it is, throw in whatever greens you have. You can literally put in that arugula. You can put in spinach. You can put in kale. You can put in whatever greens you have. Just put it into your, just throw it into your soup and it just tastes good in your soup. And and any, it really just like adds a little flavor and texture. Yeah, that's a great one. And then you can pair it if you're still having your sandwich, et cetera. You can just pair it along with it. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have greens, Carrie. We talked about um, our green tea. What are some other brain foods that people can incorporate in their day? Okay. So a couple other favorites. So I love eggs. I'm a big egg person. Um, and you know what I'm going to say about eggs <laughs> as a fellow dietitian, you know what I'm going to say. They are full of choline, um, a nutrient that boosts brains, abil- the, the brain's ability to send commands to the body and improves basically its memory center. So choline is huge for neurotransmitter signaling and also for your memory. Um, so eat the need- yolk, right, Carrie? Yes. That's need where it's at. The yolk. <laughs> the yolk is where it is at. Do not give me those egg whites. I have no interest in those egg whites. It's Connor's favorite food right now, egg yolks. Oh, I was. I thought you were just going to say whites. I was like, no. Oh, that's amazing. Egg yolk. Yes. So, and by the way, and how good for him with his little brain developing mm-hmm. there at that age. Oh my God, you must love that. And then I get to eat the scraps, which I love. 
Right. I get to eat like whatever. And how much do you love that? When 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 my kids yeah. were little and they were into like a really healthy food like that, it literally like made my heart melt <laughs> when I would see them like eat these healthy foods. You're like, oh, you're just developing so well. You're just, you're you're so I love that. I know. I'm like, do you want more egg yolk? Do you want more egg yolk? Oh, so <laughs> He's probably like, mom, hold that. it off with the egg yolk. Okay, but sorry. But we know so choline. Yeah. You know, it's okay. Choline we know is needed to produce acetylcholine, which is a neurotransmitter that's critical for memory and learning, especially especially as you age. So super important to, um, to get eggs in there. And what I also just love about eggs is they're a great bioavailable source of protein. They're not expensive. They're so versatile. I mean, like everything we just talked about with greens, you could pretty much cut, you could pretty much say the same for eggs. I mean, you might not want to throw an egg into your smoothie, but like you could throw, you could throw an egg into your soup. You could throw an egg into your sandwich. You Mm -hmm. could throw, you know, you could, you could put some of your green sauce on that egg. I mean, you can have eggs as a snack, as lunch, as breakfast, dinner, whatever eggs you can have whenever and wherever. So, um, I love, love, love eggs for the choline benefits. And then the last one, I guess I'll talk about is omega threes, which I know you are a big fan of, of course. Um, so we know, um, omega three essential fatty acids are involved in the form of cell membranes, why they're so important in the third trimester of pregnancy and, of course, in infancy as well. So, yeah, really numerous brain benefits. Yeah. What would you say, Carrie, your favorite ways to get in your omega-3s? So, I mean, I'm a huge fan of salmon. So we have salmon a couple times a week in this family. No shock. Um, I also, I like sardines too. I do like sardines. Um, And I like sardines also because they're high in omega-3s and low in in, uh, mercury. So it's just a really good, and they're so, I mean, they're like an easy snack. They're non You can have them obviously canned so they can be non-perishable. So that's a really easy way to keep a really nutrient-dense food around and available. Um, I also, of course, love walnuts and flax seeds, which we know you're not going to um, get as much of those of the EPA and the DHA. You know, they have to be converted because it's the plant source. But um, those are some of my favorite sources. And then I do have most people um, most people I do have take a supplement because many people cannot get as much omega-3 from their diet as they need to really reap the be- the, the benefits. They might yeah, not it's be, tough. They might not have the negative effects. They might not, you know, but they're not going to reap those additional benefits without supplementing. I mean, that's my personal. Yeah, opinion. no, I think, I think it's tough for people to get their daily dose of omega threes, especially even carrot, like you brought up mercury, if you're eating fish, yeah. but also our, so one of the reasons why we want so many omega threes is because our <laughs> omega three to omega six ratio yes. is just yes. so out of whack and omega six foods. I like to always tell people it's not just, so we primarily think of, you know, our vegetable oils and even like sweets and th- you know all, all the quote unquote bad foods, but avocados are high in omega six fats. Right. Hummus is high in omega six fats. Right. Chicken even. Um, so it's not just it's not all foods that we want to get rid of. It's more about trying to balance it out. So we just have to bring that omega three level up because we're all about adding here, not taking away. Yeah, and trying to bring that omega three level up and. It's just tough to through food alone. That's just yeah, absolutely. I, and I talk a lot about that too. It's not again. It's not that all omega sixes like are going to be from from unhealthy sources. Yeah. It's not like you can just go get rid of them. It's that ratio, which is why you need more. And you need more from those right places that are going to help improve that ratio. Which is why I agree with you. One of the only ways to do that. 
um, is oftentimes uh, supplementing, which is why omega-3s is one of the supplements that I do, you know, talk about most often when it comes and to supplementation. This is where too, I always promote to people get, get tested there. It's an easy finger prick test. Um, most of them are at home that you can just send on in and you can see where your ratio actually is. And it can tell you, you know, how really how much you have to boost your omega threes, if your levels are actually okay, which most people's aren't, but it, that's a great way just to know where you fall on that ratio as well. And where your yeah, omega three levels are. What, what tests do you recommend people do at home? Um, people are always asking me there's for different ones. Tests. So Omega quants, a good one. Mm -hmm. That's a really easy one. Again, they just send it to you at home, prick your finger, send it back in. Um, and then they'll give you a full report. There's yeah. a few more popping up now, but that's the one I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Yeah, that's great. That's no, super people easy. People are always asking about those. That's good to know. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm such a sucker for get tested first and see where you're at because everyone's yeah. so different. Um, okay. Kara, we, I feel like we did a good job on brain foods. Yes. What's another awesome. trend you're seeing. Okay. So another trend, which you're going to say, well, you probably as a dietitian have been hearing a lot about this in the past couple of years and so have I, but I definitely think that people are hearing more and more and it's not, they're not going away. Mushrooms. Yes. <laughs> Mushrooms are not going anywhere. And obviously they have been around from the beginning of time, <laughs> but way before us, mushrooms were around, but, um, they have become a lot more popular regular traditional mushrooms, and then also those adaptogenic mushrooms. So obviously mushrooms have been around way longer than we have, but um, they're just, they've been really hot for the past few years, I think, and they're only getting hotter. Um, I think that's because we're learning a lot about the benefits of traditional mushrooms, or we've even, well, I guess we've known about them. I think consumers are catching on to the benefits of traditional mushrooms, and then also adaptogenic mushrooms are becoming more and more popular and also more widely available in a variety of types of products. So yeah, let's talk a little bit more about ad adaptogenic mushrooms, because I yep. still get questions from people all the time, like, what are adaptogens? I see them around. Should I be taking them? How are they different from mushrooms? Yeah. So I'm a, I happen to be a really big fan of the of adaptogenic mesh mushrooms just because I'm, I'm a very big believer in all the different benefits because, well, the benefits for mushrooms in, in general are, I mean, there's so many benefits with mush, with regular mushrooms, beta-glucan, which we know is a form of soluble fiber, which is linked to improving cholesterol and boosting heart health. Um, we know that uh, mushrooms are also rich in B vitamins. Um, you know, mushrooms are rich in the B vitamins such as riboflavin, niacin, pantothenic acid. Um, so they're, they protect your heart health. They're good for um, even your digestive system and maintaining healthy skin. So there's many reasons that mushrooms are um, healthy for you. Also, it's just that they can take the place of certain foods. Like I'm not, I mean, you, you and I, I, I believe I, you, you eat meat. You just talked yeah. about meat. Mm -hmm. I eat meat too, but I also, as much as I eat meat, I also eat a large amount of my diet comes from plant foods. And so, you know, supplementing or swapping out some meat for mushrooms sometimes, or making, you know, a, ha a burger with half mushrooms, half meat, like you're getting the benefits of the nutrients and the mushrooms. And then you're also getting, you know, the meat and the, and 
they add to they add a really nice umami flavor. So I'm a big fan of mushrooms for many reasons. Also, my kids love them. We make them probably three times a week. We saute them with garlic and olive oil, and we're just big, big, big fans over here. They're great for um, for um, being immunosupportive. So big, big, big mushroom fans over here. When it comes to the more functional mushrooms, such as the adaptogenic mushrooms, um, I'm a big fan of. So when you talk, when we talk about adaptogens, right? Adaptogens are are going to be anything that um, increases the body's resistance to physical, biological, and chemical stress and helps the body naturally respond to stress. So when your body is naturally responding to stress, you're you're basically reducing your stress or reducing the damage that comes from stress. So um, that's how how these specific mushrooms work. And these mushrooms are going to be mushrooms that you're you're not going to find in, um, they more have, they have like more specific properties. It's not that they don't have any of the other properties that other mushrooms do. They just have more of these specific specific beneficial properties. So mushrooms like reishi and chaga and turkey tail and lion's mane and cordyceps, um, you're not going to find them. Sometimes you can find them fresh and whole in stores, but oftentimes you're only going to find them in that powdered form or pill form. There's lots of products out there that say they have them that are probably just junk. Don't get me wrong. I don't think any product just because it has it is great, but there are many very high quality pills, high quality mushroom powders. Um, There's some high quality mushroom teas out there. And those are the ones that I'm talking about that do have those benefits. Um, Chaga, for example, is, has, no, has been shown to be immune supportive. Um, cordyceps, we know, is better for energy. Reishi, we know, is imp- important for, um, you might want to have like a reishi mushroom tea to help you sleep. It's relaxing. So, I mean, you probably know a lot of this already too, but the, the, I, I ha- I'm a big fan. I've seen it work with clients. I've seen a lot of like the research on it. I think we're going to see more and more and yeah. more on this topic. Um, I think just like, you know, probiotics have been such a hot topic for the past, you know, X amount of years, and it's only going to grow. Um, I think that adaptogenic mushrooms in particular is one of those areas too, where we're going to see more and more research come out mm-hmm. um, and really see, you know, the benefits of that. Yeah, that's because I would say probably a couple years ago, when they first hit the scene hard, there wasn't that many studies on them. So people were a little weary. Yeah, I feel like of, you know, giving them a go. And even as a dietitian, I'm like, Oh, I kind of want to see a bit more. But obviously knowing the power of regular mushrooms, it's like, "Mm, it's probably true. And now we have so much more research on them. But I think they're definitely here to stay. And we're just going to see more and more ways to consume it, which is great. And it's going to start being, I think, a part of people's like coffee routine and just adding that extra factor in or like part of their bedtime routine with their magnesium. Um, and yeah, I think, I think they're here to stay. So mushrooms, which I'm happy about because I love some mushrooms. So I'm happy there to say what, what other trends, if you have one other trend care that you think people should pay attention to as well, what would it be? Ooh, if I have to pick just one more, okay, just one more trend. Um, should we pick, let's pick, um, so this is, you know what, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick a sort of an, another one that's kind of tried and true. As long as we stuck, we stuck with two already that are really like here to stay 
and they're trends because they're really more having a magical moment of fame right now, but they're here to stay. So I'm going to stick with that theme. Love it. (laughs) I'm going to stick with that theme and go with tahini. So tahini um, is something that obviously, I mean, most, many people, if you're a foodie, or if you're in the nutrition world, you know about tahini. But if you're not, you may not have heard of it, um, or you may not know what it is or what to do with it, or you may just know that it's usually in your hummus. But tahini is a paste made from toasted and ground sesame seeds. So it's really just another type of seed butter. You can think of it that way, just like a nut, just like any other nut butter, right? Like cashew butter, like almond butter. It's just made with um, sesame seeds. So that's all it really is. But it's for some reason having a moment. Um, I've always been, you know what? I think Trader Joe's can take some credit for this. <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> they can take I, credit for a lot of things. They can take credit for a lot of things, but Trader Joe's tahini is really, really good. And that's I think, what I have in my I, fridge. I think that many people, seriously, that never had had never had bought tahini before, in the like maybe they'd had it in their hummus or they've had, it, but they've never actually bought it and used it on their own. I think that. Trader Joe's making it and people talking about Trader Joe's tahini really popularized it as just an item that people now keep in their pantry. So um, yeah, so it's it's beneficial for you for just the same reason that nuts and seeds are, are, are good for you. Nuts and seeds are loaded with, we know, fiber and antioxidants and protein and healthy fats. So nuts and seeds are one of my favorite things to add into your day um, for really I mean, for, for everyone, regardless, if whether whether you want to improve your heart health, whether you want to lose weight, whether you want to improve your brain health, whatever you're looking to do, nuts and seeds, unless you have an allergy, of course, is something that should be part of your daily routine. So what I love about tahini is it's just another way to shake it up instead of having your same old peanut butter or your same almond butter or having the same, you know, having the same nut or seed that you have every day. This is another way to get in another type of seed. So and another um, really good flavorful way. Like I just made Carrie the other week. Um, we made oatmeal chocolate chip cookies and tahini in them. Oh my God. Wait, this is so funny. So good. So my sister, I'm a huge, you know, you know me, I'm a chocolate chip fan, like crazy person. I love my chocolate chip cookies. And my sister-in-law recently sent me chocolate chip cookies that were made with, she's like, they're healthy. You'll like them. I mean, well, they're totally decadent and delicious and whatever, but they were made with tahini and olive oil. And they were the most delicious things I've ever tried in my life. But they, she got them from someplace that she sent them to me. But I want to try your chocolate chip tahini. I'm going to send them. I've I'll never send made them, them to you. They're, um, I've only indulged in them. I've never eaten made they're, them. They're um, Rachel DeVoe from Rachel Good Eats. They're, it's oh, her yeah. recipe. And my, my husband, Pat, um, so I'm, he's which I don't love when he's like standing right there while I'm trying to make something, especially baking. Cause he's a clean freak. And right. I'm like, I like love to like make the kitchen a mess and then I'll clean up after. Oh, oh I'm a clean so, as you go. I'm a clean oh, as I he's go. He's clean as you go. And so he's like following <laughs> me cleaning, but I'm putting the tahini in and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought we we're making chocolate chip cookies. I'm like, Yes, like, but we're making a healthier version, and there's going to be tiny. Let me say, well, can you at least just put almond butter in it? Can you just put something else in it? I'm like, I promise you, you won't taste them, or if you do taste it, you're going to notice it and be like, oh, this is really good. I was not positive though; I had not had tahini in any of my cookies before, so, (laughs) but I knew I loved tahini. But you had to get his buy-in. Raved about the cookies, but we also love, and actually, Carrie, I saw on your Wendy Williams segment, and I know you'll love this too. So on our sweet potatoes, 
Love we it. We put a mixture of love, love, love. Oh, it's so good. But we do a little mixture of tahini. And this was inspired by like, I want to say it was like a New York times cooking recipe, but it's just tahini, mm-hmm. a little bit of butter or olive oil, whatever you prefer. I love putting a good, like grass fed carry gold say, butter I in there. Grass fed butter. Yep. On do potatoes. butter, tahini, and then you mix in a little bit of, um, lime juice. Ooh, lime juice. And just and just mix it and make like the a little paste. Yeah. Oh, and and sorry, I'm missing another key ingredient: soy, soy sauce. Wow. Or you can use coconut aminos. Mix it in. Oh, I mean, Carrie, try it. And I mean, Ooh, I have be, to try that because I will be texting me right away. I'll send you that one too. Send um, me that too because I usually just drizzle the tahini directly on that sweet potato, and that can yeah, be yeah, which is a delicious. Salt, a little, but. Yeah. I mean, the, it's, I think it's the soy and the lime, but any, for anyone listening, you don't need exact measurements. You really just do almost like equal parts. Um, and if you want to make it into a salad dressing, cause it's really good that way, just use olive yeah. oil instead of the butter, but with the lime, the soy, the butter Ooh, and the tahini, it's, I mean, make extra sweet potatoes that night because you'll be wanting to eat. No, that more sounds more. so good. I need to try. So I need to try that too. I need to try. Yeah. I, I definitely need to try that. Oh, and I can't believe I actually haven't tried it in chocolate chip cookies since my sister-in-law sent these to me because I seriously ate. Well, I know why, because I ate, I ate way too many of them. And I was like, I really got to, I got to pause. On yeah. Like I can't make for a while. Sometimes we're that way. I'm like, I can't make us like a treat to have on hand because I just ate the whole batch from last I've been time. overdoing it, but I need to, but I do, when I make them again, I do need to make them with tahini because I really do need to try because they're so good. But yeah, I mean, it's high in fiber and protein and all the different vitamins and minerals. And it's just got a different flavor profile. So it's another great way to get in, um, you know, nuts and seeds. Yeah. That's what I love about the flavor profile. Even for some people, if like almond butter is too strong for them. It's a little bit more muted, but to me, it has a little bit more of that umami flavor and it just like lingers for a little bit. Yeah. I love it. I love it too. So good. Um, okay, Carrie, well, before we wrap things up, I do want to touch on your eight pillars of health. And I will run through them all, but what I really want to hear from you, because I think you really do, you encompass everything that I think someone focusing on improving their health and overall wellness should be, but I'm curious after I read them off, which ones you think people should start with if there are like two or three that people should focus on based off of what you've seen over the years and how like our society has changed Mm -hmm. Because I have found in today's climate, there are so many things in wellness that we can focus on. Sometimes it's really overwhelming and we don't know what to focus on first. Okay. So I'm going to run through Carrie's eight pillars of health. They're amazing. Um, You can also find this on nutritiouslife.com too, but I will link it in the show notes. So eat empowered is number one, sweat often, stress less, sleep deep, live consciously, drink up, nurture yourself and love more. So I'm curious out of all of those, just how you've seen, cause right. Like our stress has increased, right? There are certain yeah. things that have, um, changed over the years where, if someone's just looking to start being healthier, where should they start within those eight pillars of health? So I think, um, you know, I, I always talk about how all the pillars work together physiologically and behaviorally, and they yeah. all affect the other, right? But the other thing is that even when you start with one, 
it, there's this snowball effect yep. that another one happens and then another one happens and then another one happens and they all really do start to not just work together physiologically and behaviorally, but really feed off of one another in terms of even the behaviors to, to and the momentum and the consistency of doing them. So what I would say is if you had to just start off with one, a lot of people know they should be eating healthy and a lot of people know they should be exercising and all of that. Even if they're not doing it yet, it's still in their subconscious that they should be doing those things and eating healthy. So it will often come if they're in a better place to do it, right? So in order to do that, I would say stress or sleep. Pick which one is the, is the bigger weak is the, is weaker for you and start with that. And if you can if sleep is really weak for you and you can really improve your sleep, this the, the eating part will probably naturally happen right away because you know you should be doing it but maybe you're not doing it because you're always tired and craving the wrong types of foods or you're not taking the time because you're rushed because you've overslept because you're not sleeping well. And then that will make you feel better. And then from there, that might help you work out. And then from there, that might reduce your stress. And then from there, you know, so whether it's sleep, that's your weaker one, start with that. Or same thing with stress. If stress is really your weak spot right now, when you improve your stress, you'll improve your sleep. And when you improve your sleep, then you'll improve, you know, your eating and so on and so on and so on. So pick stress or sleep, whichever one is worse for you. Focus on that to really improve that area, and you're going to see how the other pi- the other pillars all automatically start to improve, and then you're also going to want to improve the others. You're going to be more motivated to improve them as well. Carrie, I could not agree more, and I think I've actually said on other episodes, I have found in my practice, I used to always start with let's talk about eating first and then we'll move on to exercise and stress and sleep were like in the conversation, but they were not at the forefront. Now stress and sleep are the first two things we address sleep. Number one, because it tends to be, I don't want to say easier than stress, but it's stress really. It's like over time. I can't even touch food until we get those right. Because what I found is people can be eating so well, they can be exercising at a healthy, you know, at a healthy level. But if you're not sleeping well, or you're super stressed out, that affects your appetite hormones, um, that can have you hold on to extra weight if weight loss is one of your goals. So I couldn't agree more. Um, awesome. I love and, it. Yeah. And I'm for anyone, surprised we're on the same page. Here. Yeah, I know. I wasn't I'm surprised. surprised. I'm like, oh. Um, and for anyone listening to, we have a great episode with Chris Moore. Um, who is a dietitian and specialist in stress and sleep. We have two episodes with him, one on sleep, one on stress. If you want to learn more about what it really does to our bodies and our hormones and some great tips on how you can stress less or at least manage our stress in a better way um, and sleep deep. All right, Carrie. Well, Thank you so much for coming on. Um, we do have a little rapid fire Q and a, so first thing that comes to mind, just spit it out. So first one is what's your favorite home cooked meal? Ooh, home cooked meal, a really good steak, like really good quality steak with, um, an amazing, delicious salad, maybe some kind of delicious, kale salad of some, but a really delicious something yeah. one. 
I know other people are gonna be like, oh, of course she likes kale. She's a nutritionist, <laughs> but I really do love a good hearty kale salad. So a great kale salad with a yummy, um, that's with a yummy steak, some kind of like roasted veggies to go along with it and or sauteed mushrooms and onions to go with that steak. Um, and then something like a probably like roasted sweet potatoes, mm. something, yeah, something like that, but a really good, like just sort of balanced, but loaded with veggies and that steak and a sweet potato. Yeah. That's probably my favorite home cooked meal. Okay. Well now I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> actually we're having sweet potatoes tonight. So I'm great. I know um, I'm actually hungry too right now. I'm have to eat uh, favorite de-stressing practice or tool. Um, infrared sauna. Oh, I'm jealous. I, I like to like, I really like to get a really good, like when I, when I need to de-stress, like I like to just sort of sit and sweat. Do you like have I one at home, like Carrie? It's like, so I, I did have the, um, the blanket one from mm-hmm. higher dose, you know, that blanket one yeah. from higher dose. Um, so I had that, but I always, I found that I was still going and booking a session to go to a real, to go to like the real one because the, the, the blanket just didn't do it for me it's as much. I really wanted to go and sit in one of them and, and sit there. So I still end up when I really want to when I really want to get that in, I do that. But when I can't do that, I'll actually tell you what else I do. When I really need to de-stress and I sort of just need to regroup and I can't go and do an infrared sauna of some kind or I can't do something else like that, I go and take a good shower. I just take a really good shower and it's sort of like this like mental, re- it's like my regrouping. I just regroup. Yeah, no, refresh. I hear you, especially as a new mom. I'm like, shower time is my time. I mean, sometimes he's on the floor in his little chair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's amazing. Um, okay, we kind of touched on this, but coffee or tea, if you had a choice? Well, I think I already told you I do both. Yeah. I have coffee, herbal tea, and green tea. I do it all. I, I do it, it all. But I will say coffee is my morning thing. Like my morning And how do coffee, you take it, Carrie? Are coffee you- is my morning thing. So I do unsweetened uh, unsweetened vanilla almond milk mm-hmm. with cinnamon yeah. is one way. Or, or whole organic grass-fed milk. Oh, that sounds so Sometimes good, I yeah. just do real whole milk, but I have like good, when I have like the good organic grass-fed milk in the house. That's what I, I mean. Really sometimes I need a good, actually, we usually always have like the grass-fed half and half because mm-hmm. sometimes like that and coffee is right. just Right. That's So that's sort of, that's what I mean. So sometimes when I have that, I'll just do that with nothing else, but never a sweetener. But if yeah. I don't have that, then otherwise I just do almond milk. And yeah, and some people, I mean, I like oat milk, but I never really like it in my coffee. I don't and really- that adds the sweetness too. I mean- Oat milk, like it adds, you know what I mean? It adds that extra sweetness, which I think a lot of people like. But for me, yeah, I don't yeah. really want the sweetness in my no, coffee. No, I don't eat yeah, like, exactly. I want those I nutty know. notes, you know? Right, right. Well, that's why I just do the unsweetened uh, unsweetened vanilla with a little bit of cinnamon, though, I do like in there. Yeah. And sometimes, I'm, sometimes I do add, you're talking about the mushroom powder. Sometimes I will, if I'm doing that and I'm like frothing it, I will add the mushroom powder. But that's not a daily thing because I often will add that to a smoothie or... I'll take a supplement. I don't always add. That's not like my daily thing. Yeah, but that's a, that's a good place to add it. Yeah. All right, Carrie. Well, thank you so much. If you can tell people where they can find you, connect with you, um, and even connect with Nutritious Life Studio as well if they're interested in joining. 
Yeah. Oops, sorry about that. Um, awesome. Yeah, you can find me. Um, go to nutritiouslife.com, nutritiouslife.com forward slash BNC for my nutrition program certification. Um, and then also on Instagram, you can find me um, at nutritiouslifeofficial. And also personally at Carrie Glassman. I'm trying to I'm trying to do a little more on my personal, which I'm just starting. I've I've really it's taken me a long time to start to to start to do anything on there, but I'm trying to make it not just you have a lot going on, Carrie. So you get (laughs) you get a pass. Um all right. Yeah, nutritious life official is really where like you'll find everything. Yeah, there are so many, I mean, there's so many great tips. All the posts I find are so helpful. I tend to share a lot of them. So go check them out. Carrie, thanks again. And I'm sure both of us are starving now and probably going to make some sweet potatoes. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me on. Always fun talking with you. And it was so good to catch up with you. Same. I encourage you to try to add at least two foods Carrie talked about today to your meals this week that aren't typically part of your diet. And let's make this a habit in your diet, not a trend. Thank you for listening to Naturally Well by Nordic Naturals. And remember, you can catch some of our episodes of the podcast on our Naturally Well YouTube channel. If you want to know more about me, you can follow me on Instagram at livewellwithkate, where I typically live on my stories, providing a variety of daily health and wellness tips. Naturally Well is hosted by myself, Kate Turner, and produced by Andrew Steven. If you have any questions, please send us an email at podcast at nordicnaturals.com. And we hope to answer your question on air. If you like the show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.